This is the CX Insights Rockstars Podcast. And this is your host, Dr. Frank Buckler, founder and CEO of CXAI. Let's rock this show. Hi, CX Insight Rockstars. Welcome today to this very special guest, Estefania Yagues. And we discuss today an exciting topic, an actual topic, which is CX Insights in the Metaverse. Welcome, Estefania. Estefania is the Director of Consumer and Market Intelligence of L'Oreal, Spain and Portugal. She is a member of the Management Committee where her mission is to contribute to a sustainable growth by detecting and activating insights from consumers and markets. Previously, she was a CPG Director of GFK and working 13 years for mainly for Mondelez, Heineken, Biosdorf, or Denone. Estefania is a frequent speaker of Congresses. Actually, we met at ESOMAR uh, to 2019. And she is also a professor at business schools and universities. Nonetheless, she is an author of two books, From the Emotion to Purchase and New Trends in Research and Marketing. Welcome to the show, Estefania. Thank you, Frank. I mean, the, the last title of the book is paving the way <laughs> to the first question, right? New trends in research and marketing. That's obviously a, a big thing. Uh, what, what drives you, right? New trends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we are always very focused on new trends. And we have to be, as a market researchers, I think the uh, world is changing Every day, we could say. So we have to keep an eye to, to the trends. Yeah, I mean, my, a metaverse is a, it's a big, big bus now. But for <laughs> everyone who missed it, what is it? What's a metaverse? Yeah, as you say, this is the bus world, no? And we have been here in the world metaverse with increasing force for a few months. But the truth is that the, for more than a decade, people have been talking about it and how it is going to shape world culture and revolutionize human relations. Metaverse is just the next generation of the internet, describing an immersed and multisensory experience in the applied use of various devices and technological developments on, on internet. In fact, last month, you know, in the CES 2022, it spoke of the importance of starting to target efforts towards a market that is estimated to, to be worth around $400,000 million in 2028. And I think companies like Facebook, uh, that last year focused their entire corporate strategy under a new brand, Meta, no? link it with the Metaverse, is an example uh, of companies that have uh, already begun to shape uh, what their future will be and to take giant steps in the battle for the new consumer. As always, and we have to see if your company is ready to to eat the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but the, the first association uh, I would have, okay, metaverse, these tech topics, right? But you are representing L'Oreal, so uh, it's about beauty, about uh, health, right? Uh, all those topics. How does it? How is this relevant for these real world? Uh, touchable products like you present. Yeah, no, totally agree. I mean, the first question maybe we can ask is an easy question. Would you pay for a virtual lipstick? <laughs> you know, 
So yes, uh, we think yes. You know, uh, cosmetics like other industries claims its plot in this new environment because we seek to connect and engage with the consumer, but also, of course, monetize. That I think this is the important part, no? I always make money, you know, with this, make business. In fact, uh, one of our brands uh, created a virtual makeup, L'Oreal Paris, but it's true that it works as a filter, no, to print, for example, in a in a Zoom video call. As the metaverse takes shape, that immerse and multisensory future you know, of internet, the big companies are fighting, like L'Oreal, to get prominence, no, and begin to test uh, outside, for example, in video games space. So some sectors have a step before us, I think, uh, such, for example, fashion are clear about it and they have been exploring uh, for some time. Beauty uh, is newer, but I think combines well with virtual experiences, thanks to the playful nature of color. So there is evidence that it is a demand among the millions of people who use, for example, now no, Instagram, Snapchat filters every day to transform their selfies into avatars. So the opportunity could be significant for our sector, especially we think in, in the makeup category. So basically, can I imagine today you produce products yeah, which you put physically on your face so you, you are more beautiful? And in the future, you produce a piece of software which advance your virtual appearance? Exactly. It's going to be exactly like that. I think we, we need to fulfill consumer needs and behaviors, you know. So one of the trends we see is that the desire of consumers to express themselves in the world. So this is another world. So we need to give them the, the tools, no, the materials they need for to express the way they, way they want to be in that uh, universe. So then, then there is this topic of customer experience, right, where we see basically everything not from the lens of oh, is this product good or bad it does it serve the purpose but more like uh what's what's the whole experience of from needing it to purchasing it to trying to uh yeah uh, buy it again and so forth so how does customer experience look like for a cosmetic brand in the metaverse or maybe us, maybe maybe yeah. maybe Maybe let's start first in the real world. What's uh, how do you define yourself the space of customer experience for for cosmetic brands? For us, and it's not different from the current world or the off world or uh, on world. You know, it is said that customer experience is the new brand, and we really believe it because um, L'Oreal Group is the house of brand. It's a house of brands. You know, so we sell brands not only products. For us, it's more important brands, no? So customer experience is key. Is key. According, you know, probably that study, uh, that famous study of Forbes, you know, that uh, it said 80% of the business, they think that they offer super experience, but only 8% of consumers believe this, you know? So in this world, which is not on and off, this is an O plus O world, so go omni-channel or probably go home. In L'Oreal, we focus on technology, brands and point of sales. These are the three axes. And in L'Oreal, we, we used to say that there is a trinity in working with uh, customer experience. And this is innovation, so the act of doing something that did not exist before. Second, experience, like an event or occurrence that leaves an impression, a strong impression on someone. And the third, and very important, to be memorable that will be remembered 
or worth remembering, or even in this world, uh, worth sharing. No, uh, we need the people to share. So in this direction, uh, we are totally, totally aligned. No. Yeah. If you want to know about how this relates, no, with with the metaverse, our business model is focused on enhancing this uh, customer experience, and we think we can do it this developing advocacy. So this is growing our community of followers in the metaverse or wherever to share their experiences, their knowledge and tips. In other words, create a, a strong beauty community where users can engage in a friendly discussion, ask and answer questions, share photos, recommend products and, and connect with uh, like-minded shoppers. Um, Safania, I could believe that many people are still skeptical about the metaverse. <laughs> you know, I'm also a little bit older. Yeah. So I, I remember it's nearly 20 years now when there was Second Life. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a virtual, yeah, it was not, it was not with VR uh, glasses, but simply by the 3D environment in, in the browser. Yeah, and you could, I think also some Nike also uh, opened a store there. It's already 20 years ago, yeah. but this this uh, went bankrupt. So what's what's different now? Uh, what will make it successful now? Yeah, yeah, no, very good question, uh, Fran. Second Life, I think uh, it was like the 2.0 first metaverse, no? Uh, like a proto-metaverse. And, and and they were they were very visionary, in fact, no? But um, I think there were things, I mean, there are really two things that they are external to the technology development itself that have happened recently. No, for example, first, first is timing. It's not the same to do this now than 20 years ago. You know, one is obviously because of COVID, where there has been the worry that maybe we um, we would have to shift from socialized and entertainment activities online. No? So we have this mindset. Uh, and maybe not our generation, but Jen uh, said probably they have this in, in their minds. You know, uh, And now I think another very important thing is there are a lot of big companies trying to figure out how they can make some money from that. But maybe it was not in the past, no? Maybe just thinking in the video games. And the other can be simple, but uh, I think it's very strong, is Facebook, which is claiming that it's in an important thing. And even he he renamed themselves to try to align with it. No, So I think all these things are important. Technology, maybe also, no, such as uh, yeah. uh, we, we, that we are going to, yeah. to, to use. <laughs> I'm very much remi reminded to actually two other technology um, developments. One is the telephone. 1993, Apple introduced a product called Newton, and it was basically the first iPhone, but it was it was a kind of a handheld device, right? Mm. But it was too early. Yeah, the technology was yeah. not ready enough to to be that the customer experience was good enough for this product. Hmm. So they needed some uh, technical innovations like touch screens and stuff to make it really valuable to customers yeah. so uh, and this took 13 years right 13 years after the newton came the, the iphone and the other story is about artificial intelligence yeah so neural networks were are around good neural networks are around since the mid 90s right 
but the uh, the real boom uh, comes 20 years later. And sometimes several developments, several technologies need to come together so it can can grow. So, uh, Estefania, how do we do CX insights then uh, in the metaverse? What what changes for for the inside uh, industry? Well, in theory, it could be a revolutionary platform for a customer experience. After all, the metaverse is a large representation of, of data that companies collect about their customers and customer data is a top uh, CX priority for companies. The metaverse could be used uh, to better understand customer behaviors and preference and to create a more personalized customer experience. So I think in this way, I think it's going to be not easy, but it's, it's clear. No, The metaverse could also be used to identify trends and to make predictions about customer behavior. So in practice, it's true that the metaverse has yet to take off. There are a few reasons for this. First, the user experience of most metaverse platforms is offered, they are often quite clunky and difficult to navigate. Second, there is a lack of compelling reasons for users to spend time in the metaverse. So here, I think our industry, market research, we need to understand their needs, their motivations, their likes. And finally, most metaverse platforms are, uh, are gearing no, toward developers or niche audiences rather than day-to-day business users. So I think this is key for making bigger and not a niche. Yeah. What kind of technology would you use? Uh, I'm remembering that you have developed a method called e-seeing. Yeah? Uh, oh, yeah. So maybe tell the audience what what is it and how can it be useful for six insights in the metaverse? Yeah, I'm going to explain you a little bit uh, what is a scene and where we're coming from. No, like this is like the internet and the develop to the metaverse. No, before uh, social networks were, were mostly test based. No, uh, we remember Facebook, but also blogs, forums, as well as Twitter were dominant, and the most relevant insights were obtained via text analytics, keywords, text mining. Uh, as the social listening algorithms develop, they enable some context. So mobile have become the main device for connect to internet. Image is keen uh, in social network and for industry like uh, cosmetic is it, very relevant, obviously. And the selfie as a way of consumer uh, used to express themselves is a great, uh, for us, it's a great source of uh, insights. So in this, in this context, uh, we were facing a, a complex task, how to evolve from a text-based tool, you know, the, the, the normal um, social listening tools we, we are all of us used to, to work with, to an image analytics, and in an scalable way that could provide the agility and in-depth uh, of traditional social listening practice. So our approach was uh, to elevate our current social listening techniques with the use of existing uh, artificial intelligence algorithms, teaching them with humans. So I think humans are going to be around always. You cannot uh, have only technology because the technology has to be developed uh, and taught by, by humans to become more powerful with the use of conventional techniques. So the main issue for us uh, with existing uh, algorithm was uh, that they could easily detect standard elements for a given image. For example, with Microsoft Azure, that is uh, uh, available for everybody, you can read, for example, long blonde hair or red lipstick. Right? But to gather true meaningful insight for a beauty industry, 
we need a much deeper understanding. For example, I need to know is red matte lipstick, for example, not to add more information. So we developed with an agency called Methodology uh, a deep matching learning. O sea, in other words, we teach the the intelligent the, the algorithms with the artificial intelligence deep machine learning. So machine so technology plus uh, the humans. With this um, image-based approach, we could uh, reach very interesting topics and objectives for us. For example, understanding the key beauty trends in makeup or in, or in hair care, anticipating the next trend even before it's happening. Uh, we learn about the most relevant habits and techniques. Amass for uh, asset generation, for example, tutorials, tips uh, and tricks, influencer campaigns. And also, very important part of, uh, of this approach, uh, we will be able to detect and quantify the most relevant styles and tribes, learning how to communicate with them and prioritize uh, them uh, efficiently in the, in the company. So is this somehow transferable to, to the metaverse? I think so. Yeah, we have to see how it's going to work. The, um, I mean, we have to see how it's going to work in the metaverse. And there are some uh, disadvantages or maybe there are some challenges because it's true that when we use this, we, we are using this with, uh, with photographs. The photographs are statics, you know. And now, in fact, the challenge for us is how we can apply this uh, in video. So metaverse is, is going to be closer to video no? it's because there are movements. So I think uh, the, um, the development of new tools are needed and it's going to be a, a big challenge. It's not so easy, you know. So we are working on that with other tools. So we, we will see. First, we will test it uh, with TikToks, for example, or in, in the current social network networks we have and i think uh, it will be transferable to to the metaverse but it's going to be difficult you know uh, it's not going to be easy but i think uh, we will be able to do it and innovation is one of your pillars right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, you're working on that cool so what kind of question would you have asked if you would be me in this, <laughs> uh, in this uh topic was taking into account that uh, we have been living a little bit now, like in a metaverse, I, I was thinking uh, something totally different. No? Uh, I think you would ask me what I'm going to do, for example, uh, to do this weekend, you know? And I think you can see how the, the life will change, you know, because my answers will, will multiply, you know? I could travel to China and you can join me, for example. We could go skiing. So many things. So I think we, we need to make us questions, you know, uh, to see how, how the metaverse is going to impact in our lives. Uh, I think and, and it's going to multiply the choices uh, for the consumers. Right. Yeah. The world <laughs> will be multidimensional, not only multi-channel, no. but... Yeah, it's, going to be, it's, it's another life. Yeah, we have exactly. It's like a, okay, I'm going to practice a second, but a second real life, and and I think it's going to work. As I said before, not only because of timing, because it's you can be whoever you want to be, and this is unstoppable, you know, because yeah. this is a is something that the it's a, it's a big desire for people, especially in a convulsed no uh, time. So I think. Uh, Maybe the challenge is the technology, but not the, the insight, which is clear. This brings me to another thought. If people are 
in the metaverse who they want to be yeah. that on its own is an insight if you can connect the real person with the metaverse person yeah uh, the metaverse person is basically the future self of the person and yeah gives you another insight what eventually the person wants to be in the real life I never thought about it, but it's true. No, no, it's, uh, a metaverse open so many questions, you know, that, uh, yeah, it's like a, philo a new philosophy, you know, it's a dystopy, but uh, a new philosophy. Yeah? It's incredible. So we, I hope we opened and, uh, yeah, arrived at many, many questions in the head of the audience today, more yeah. than uh, it started out. Was was very interesting, Stefania. Thank you for, for elaborating us and giving out those those insights it was a pleasure it was a real pleasure frank thank you for the invitation and the nice discussion with you enjoy your sunny weekend thank you frank see you soon bye-bye bye-bye this was an episode of cx insights rockstars join the cx insights rockstars on linkedin and keep on rocking cx insights